0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Wrong? The podcast where two millennials try to figure out all of life's hard-hitting questions. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you're tuning in on YouTube, thanks for joining the visual
1: conversation. And we'd love to hear how you are doing it wrong. So email us at wrongthepodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. And head over to Instagram and follow us there, at wrongthepodcast. Now, guys, please don't forget, we are not doctors nor experts. We are just two friends trying to figure it out. So, with that being said, enjoy the show. I have felt like that, though, on the Internet. Like, there's things on there I don't need to see. Like, I'm better off without knowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if ignorance is bliss, but, like, semi-ignorance is a little bit more blissful than knowing what I know.
0: (laughs) What I know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. Because everything is
1: on the Internet.
0: Everything. Yeah. Right. Like, it's too
1: much. It is too much. And that's not even including like the dark web, which we still have yet to find. Right. On purpose though. So,
0: I ber- I on purpose, barely you're right. I don't even go on Reddit because that's a little too <laughs> close, you know. It feels like a gateway drug <laughs> to the dark web. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is. So, it is. Reddit is a gateway drug yeah. to the dark web. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a true statement. Yeah. But the other day, I felt my age for the first time. And I don't mean the check engine light on my knees. I mean, (laughs) mentally, I felt it. I was hanging out with a colleague, really sweet person, but they were talking about uh, New Year's plans.
0: Mm. And
1: (laughs) the phrase in and of itself is like, honestly, non-existent to me now at this point. Like, what do you mean New Year's plans? Like, a new year will come and I will plan to live in the new year. You know what I mean? Like that's the most planning you're going to get on new years.
0: Right. Like the biggest thing I start thinking about is how many times am I going to write the wrong year, the wrong date (laughs) when I'm, you know, dating things.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Easily into March. That's actually
1: easily into (laughs) March. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. No, that's a really good point. And like, I don't know. We were just uh, having other conversations. And I don't know. I was like, I felt like a cynic, you know, which we talk about a lot here on the pod, like, you know, being a little bit cynical on things. But I was just kind of like, everything is just like, there's no more rose colored glasses at this point. And I'm not saying I'm old. I'm just saying I felt my age. And, (laughs) you know, not that they were just like, you know, Pollyanna or anything like that. But it was just kind of like,
0: Were they going out? Like, what was their plans? Or what are their plans? Yeah, so the plan
1: was basically, yeah. So the plan was basically centered around, like, well, we're the fun. Like, they were like, we can go, you know, to any, you know, bar, or, like, we can go to any party, and, like, even if, because basically they were saying that some of their friends were complaining that um, the event that they had went to the past few years was a little bit too mature, too mature and adult, and, like, that there were older people there that were kind of boring on New (laughs) Year's (laughs) (laughs) Eve. (laughs) <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, that's probably me. I'm like, for the past few years, I've been in bed before the ball drops. You mm-hmm. know, like before midnight. Um, and they were basically like, yeah, like it starts early, so like you know, all the older folk are like already tired by like <laughs> ten thirty. And I was like, mm, that that sounds about right, honestly. Right, <laughs> like, sounds like a good time to leave, you know? Right, but they were just basically like, but. If we have a good group of us, like our age, you know, and they were saying our age, and I was like, "Oh, you think I'm your age? And I'm not." <laughs> and you know, uh, which again, twenty five and thirty are two very different ages. Like, right? What I was doing at twenty five, I am no longer doing at the age of thirty. And it's not because like I'm married. It's it's just because it's just preference. I'm not doing those yeah, things. it's just it's preference. Just preference,
0: right. right? And that's not yes. to say we didn't have some wild New Year's Eve. Oh. Like,
1: been oh, there, done did. that.
0: So yeah, they're the ones missing times. out. They're the ones who don't know how to be twenty-five.
1: <laughs> right, I know. I'm like, you're totally at the age to just like go and do everything. But everything was centered around like, yeah, you know, and it's fun because like you can drink and then when you get there you can eat, but then you still have energy so you can drink more, and like da-da-da. And I was just like, Oh, that's cute. Like, I I don't want to do that. I don't I don't want to drink and have energy to drink more.
0: Right. <laughs> And also you can't go anywhere. You should have you you need to be these people's guide, not that you need to join in in their festivities because you yeah. can't just go to any party. Most places you need a ticket before if you're going to the club. These are all pre-planned yeah. events. Yes. You are yeah. going to? It's going to be hard to get there. It's going to be hard to get in. You're going to be standing around <laughs> in your heels for a long time. You better bring a coat because you're not going to get inside for a while. You better hope it it happens before midnight. Right. Like these are all factors but we never they cared don't know. About those
1: well, because we have yeah, had the plans, like and they. Well, we did have the plans, but also we did stand in line for right things exactly when we went places, but we didn't care because you're talking to every person that walks by you. Right.
0: You got a pregame before, uh, yeah. like.
1: Right. Yeah. It's they, a whole thing. Yeah. And so it was just, it was just very like, oh, I was like, I'm having the, you know, I'm having that moment where I'm like, I don't miss it because mm-hmm. we did, we went hard. We did Like it. in our day. Yeah. Heyday. yeah. <laughs> we went hard, but I'm, I'm good now. Right. I'm, I'm past it. I'm good now. So, yeah. yeah. I was just like, "That's cool." I mean, I hope you figure out your plans, you know. Whereas, like five years ago, I'd have been like, "Oh, well, let me know. Like, we can we can plan something. Right. We can like do it. Like, don't worry. Uber's only um, you know text away. Like, da-da-da. right. Search now charges like, are
0: only going to be like a hundred dollars one way. <laughs> We're gonna make this happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna text yeah, the guy yeah, who knows exactly.
0: the guy. I'm gonna get us on that list. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. We yeah. right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bunch of random numbers in my phone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those days.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's really true. Millennials out there, let us know if you agree.
1: Yeah, let us know how you feel. Do you even care to make New Year New Year's Eve plans or are you You know, amongst us that are like, let's have a – let's have a cute night in. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'll never go to a party again or, like, New Year's Eve will never be an event. But I will be those people that are, like, done by 1030 (laughs) and, you know, (laughs) looking for somewhere to sit all night.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Fair.
1: It's got to be a lounge. You know, it's got to be a lounge. um, Even a house – a house gathering. We don't even have to call it a party. You know, we could just have a gathering of like-minded people. (laughs) Sounds like a like a book talk or something. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: You want to go to book club for your New Year's Eve uh <laughs> festivities. I mean, yeah.
1: Wouldn't be the worst thing. It, so. Yeah.
0: Doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Love it. But anywho. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. Yeah. So to go with the holidays near near. No. approaching holiday. <laughs> yes. What am I talking about? <laughs> so, today's topic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about outdated holiday traditions.
1: Oh, yes. I know. Love this. I know.
0: So, to start it off, I wanted to see if we had any holiday traditions ourselves. Like do you, does your family have? Anything specific? That we feel are
1: outdated or just in just general? Just in
0: general. We can talk about if we think okay. they're outdated, but, like, in general. Oh. Is there anything?
1: Yeah. So, um, usually usually for Christmas Eve, we do a big thing. We used to do it at our house, um, but now we do it at a cousin's house. And it's basically, like, invite whoever you want. Um, obviously, family is a given, which, you know. <laughs> Family's a given. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can invite friends, like, you know, close friends if you'd like to, you know, if they're available, right, and don't have somewhere to go. Um, But, yeah, my dad makes gumbo, Creole gumbo. Um, He's been perfecting it for years now, so that's just always the highlight. Um, And then we usually do a gift exchange um, that gets quite competitive, (laughs) if you can believe it or not. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then we usually, like, dance a little bit, you know, chat it up. And, you know, we're usually done wrapping up around, like, 1231, you know, somewhere around there. Um, but it's usually, like, an all-day thing, you know. We'll hang out all day. And people will kind of trickle in, come, you know, come as they want. Um, and then, yeah, go home and have Christmas at home. Um, but you, we used to do for Thanksgiving, we used to rent, like, cabins and basically do, like, glamping, which was really oh, fun. Yeah. And we would just do, like, bond. Yeah, you came yeah. out. You and Jose came out a few times. Um, And we do like, yeah, bonfires at night. And then we just like, honestly, hang out, play games during the day. We'd always play like charades or, you know, card games or whatever. And honestly, just like hang out, talk, chat, sleep, like <laughs> just enjoy each other, you know, and that was more for like the cousins um, on my mom's side. And that was always really fun because it was always just like a super chill way to like Come into the holiday instead of, like, running around, like, the grocery store. Yes. So
0: Yeah. That all sounds great. So those- I don't think I would write any of those off.
1: No. Those are the – yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, there's some outdated ones for other holidays, but as far as for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. those ones I actually do very much enjoy, you know, when I'm there. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um,
0: so my family all gets together. We always go to my grandma's um Mm. i (laughs) based on this topic so we usually eat the same thing we have for thanksgiving at christmas so that's that's yeah yeah sometimes we'll switch it up i am making a few things this year Mm. of my own accord so i'll be throwing (laughs) that into the mix (laughs) um but
1: they won't get a center, the, a center stage. No, n- absolutely yeah. not.
0: Yeah, they'll be on the. They'll side. be like on the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my cousin is really. My cousin and my aunt are really trying to push um, a family talent show. They've done it. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't think she's <laughs> what, listening, but that? if she is, sorry, Sierra. It's yes, <laughs> and it's as awkward as it sounds. And nobody really Wait. wants to do it except for my aunt and my cousin. But nobody has, like, the heart to be like, no, this is weird. Like, why can't we just play games and, like, enjoy enjoy each other's company? Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting.
1: So this is kind of like the tradition that we have now adopted where we all go to karaoke at a local, like, dive bar with my oldest sister because she's amazing. She's an amazing right. singer, though. So it's it's really unfair, but, like, we go to support her and to just, like, have fun. You know, of course, other people are there doing karaoke, the way karaoke is supposed to be done, which is, like, you know, tipsy and bad. Right? right? Like, that's the idea. Right. But she goes because she can actually really bring the house down. Like, she's an incredible singer, yes. right? Like, she literally has been asked back. They're like, yeah, you're a regular here because she's good at right. it. Right. So it kind of feels like a, um, an unfair advantage. We'll say that. Right, exactly. Because my you cousin know?
0: has been performing her whole life; she is a talented right. yeah. singer. You yeah. know, she also does like tap dancing and and has just been performing her whole life. So I'm like, if you want to get up and sing at Christmas, that's fine. I'm cool with right. that. But I don't want to yes. put together some like, you know, half ass, like
1: awkward. It was oh, last year was so uncomfortable. Like, oh god. It's just what were some? Just give us some examples, like uh, magic tricks, um, comedy, any stand up?
0: No, <laughs> no, because no one wanted to do anything, so everyone threw something together at the last second. So we had to sing Frosty the Snowman, like with my parents. I'm 30 years old, singing Frosty the Snowman with my mom, while my dad sits in a chair with a hat on a cor- and a corn cob pipe. You, ryan's not saying anything because she's laughing and can't breathe you guys so yes it's as awkward as it sounds <sighs> oh that's
1: wonderful that's fucking wonderful i mean again to be a fly on the wall like i don't know it might even be too cringe to be a fly on the wall but you
0: love the cringe though you would love, I love it the
1: cringe. you would love it <laughs> i would but i'd I'd, on, I'd encore encore like oh, let's go. what else you got no you know? Uh, a silent night, you know, oh, holy night. What, what do we got, you know? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> All right, any other traditions? <laughs> um, I mean, not specific. Like, that one's really sticking out in my mind because it's something I'm going to have to deal with next week. So,
1: <laughs> well, I will uh, let yeah. you guys know.
0: I'll report back. Right. We'll see.
1: I will say another tradition that I do feel like is becoming outdated, and it's really not even a tradition, but we try to make it happen every year, is like we always try to coordinate what colors to wear, which, like, mm. you think that that would be easy. Like, oh, red and green, right? It's Christmas time. But there's always somebody honestly, me and like a few other people that are like, can I wear like a sage green, you know, (laughs) or can I do like the accent color? Can I be like a mustard yellow to your red and green? And it's like, no, Ryan, you know, but it's not just me. There are others, you know, or someone's like, I really like, you know, the Cabernet. Like, I don't really like
0: red, Uh, you know,
1: or my sweater isn't actually ugly. It's just a cute sweater that I'm wearing to the ugly sweater party. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I show up in a legitimate grandma thrift store, bells on my sweater vest, you know, kind of ugly sweater party. And I really commit to the bit. Yeah. And other people just come in sweaters that say, like, ho, 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 and are, like, you know, woman cut. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it, we- yes. You know? <laughs> and I'm in, like, Frumperton, you know, sweater vest. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. So... Uh, yeah, those are some some traditions. Uh, sure, mine was more of an example of a tradition that's being pushed that I'm pushing against that basically everyone's <laughs> pushing against. So I don't know if it'll become a tradition, but I hope it does. It, I hope
1: oh. it does for the sake of our
0: <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh so, <laughs> for the
1: sake of content.
0: Uh. <laughs> um, okay. So, what is it about traditions? All right. Let's get into this. So, the definition okay. of a tradition is the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to, d- to generation or the fact of being passed on this way. Mm, okay. okay. So, traditions provide a connection for families or friends. Um, And then throughout this article, they interviewed a mental health counselor, and she explains that traditions are a way of families passing on their identity and cultural values. By having our tradition, we are saying this is how our family does things, and it creates a sense of belonging. Okay. So in some ways, we do have that. We all get together, go to my grandma's, um, and we do adults open their presents Christmas Eve. And then we'll do Christmas morning for the kids, and then we'll usually do, like, a formal dinner, Mm, like, Christmas Day evening. Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't really do formal dinners. Like, it's just whenever the gumbo's ready. But we do have all, like, everyone, you know, brings sides that they want, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever people want to bring. But I... (laughs) So I do actually have an example of an outdated tradition that we all have, like, outlawed at this point. Like, (laughs) no, mother, we're not doing that anymore, which I am calling her out, but whatever. Here we are. So (laughs) my mom used to um, like to do this, like, year-end wrap-up of, like, your high and your low of the year. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In that order. So you start with your high, you say something that you did really well that year, And then you say a low of the year. (laughs) So so as you can imagine, this got really emotional and like brought up a lot of like undealt with drama. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it's only funny because we're like three years out from the last time we did it because we were like no mom like we are not going around at the end of the night when everyone has had a few drinks and now we're just gonna like air out our dirty laundry and again it's called highs and lows so you have to end on the low and then go to the next person so somebody's like you know hi i graduated from college low i broke up with my boyfriend of seven years and it's like oh my god i'm so sorry But then my mom would get, like, really critical of, like, some of the newcomers and their highs and lows.
0: Because they wouldn't want to be so
1: vulnerable? <laughs> yes! And so, like, their high would be, like, you know, oh, my high is, like, meeting all of you and being welcome to the family. And my low is that I can't spend Christmas with you all. And my mom would be, like, that's not a low. Like, she would, like, veto people's lows.
0: Oh, my God.
1: My mom was basically saying, like, that's not low enough.
0: Right, you definitely did something worse this year. So spill it. Oh, my God. This is so on point with your mom, though. She just wants to know all the tea. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, it, like, genuinely makes me laugh because the way that folks would be like, you know, the meme of like the woman, like with all the um, mathematical yeah. equations around yeah. her. people are like thinking of like, how can I make my low actually kind of a high, you know, like trying to not be like super vulnerable yeah. like during a holiday and then just have to sit in your trauma for like the rest of the night because it's just out there in the open. And then, of course, like people would come up to you after like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. So yeah, we vetoed that. It was definitely an outdated tradition, but again, this was literally created by my mom. This was like a way that she would like, again, to open up, but the way that it was structured was just like wildly shitty. Mm. Um, And it just led to like a lot of awkward conversations with new people that would come into the group. And again, once my mom started vetoing, I'm pretty sure that was the last year we're like, mom, you can't do this. Like, this is just (laughs) wildly intrusive. (laughs) not okay at all so yeah i completely forgot but that was definitely a, a tradition that was one it was never dated like it was always outdated yeah you know what i mean like it never really was well but um yeah that i i just had to throw that in there because i completely forgot about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm so glad you brought that up that is fascinating <laughs> and awful and oh I, I might take the talent show over that that's
1: <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I sing Frosty the Snowman 10 times over right. before I, you know, air out my high and low. Beer. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. If I'm not doing it. So that's yeah, yeah that sounds terrible. <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know what? We kind of had the opposite. So sometimes for Thanksgiving, my aunt will be like, everyone go around and say what you're thankful for. And then every That's single it. person says I'm thankful for my family.
1: Family. Of course. Because of like course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's just like, what else are you gonna okay. say? Y- right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Glad you all got a pat on your own back.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's uh, like the total opposite of that. Right. If your yeah. mom were there, she'd be calling everyone out like, "Shut up. You didn't even talk to these people all year." <laughs>
1: she would oh my god she totally yeah (laughs) it's too good
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so when traditions change so there are many reasons traditions end it can be something definitive like a death a divorce or a move or it can be something less concrete so a tradition may run its course and not work over time as lives change or people get older Sometimes a tradition Mm. ends because the joy it once brought has faded. I know that's a little sad. So, regardless, what? I said that's real. It is real. (laughs) So, regardless of why a tradition ends, there's a feeling of loss. There's a sadness when we lose a tradition. We realize that life doesn't stand still. It may bring to light that there is more life behind you than in front of you. Yikes. Uh, If a tradition ends because of a person's death, it can remind you of your own immortality. Don't worry. We're going to end this on a high note. We're not just giving you this episode to bring you down.
1: (laughs) Right before the holiday. Right. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> just because the tradition ends doesn't mean it wasn't meaningful. It's okay to have mixed feelings. You might be grateful for the good memories. Sad the tradition has ended, but also happy you can move forward in a different way.
1: That's fair. I do feel, I will say, like, especially around our generation, um, like a, like, I would say, like, five years older than millennials and, like, five years younger and just younger in general, like, we do have kind of a disdain for, like, these old, archaic, like, traditions put on us. Yep. I know for, like, my cousins and I, we have, like, broken away from things that, like, our parents used to do because it just, like, doesn't suit us. It doesn't, you know, serve us. Like, nothing about those traditions were really fun for us. Um, I know one tradition that, like, my – um some of my other family members won't name who, but they would, like, do – They would, like, do gifts for everyone, and, like, the family members that couldn't do gifts for everyone were just kind of like, I can't do that. So, like, that kind of leaves us in an awkward place. Mm. And so, like, other people in the family would try to make up for that and, like, buy gifts for them to give to other people, and it just turned into this weird, like this is just a competition. Like, this isn't fun for anyone. And so we have now, like, that's why we do the gift exchange. So we'll do like a gift exchange game. So it makes it a little bit more fun. Cause there's like a few, Ooh, good, good prizes, yeah. you know? And then there's like some wah, wah prizes, whatever. But it at least like includes everyone. Yeah. So that no one feels a little lo- like left out. Yes, Because we do have a lot of younger cousins. We have a lot of kids like, you know, and we just have like, a lot of people in our family in general, right. you know, like some of our, co- we have, you know, 10 to 12 to 15 cousins that could come on any given holiday. Right. So, So, and then we always just have, like, a few gift cards on the side so that everyone can at least be like, oh, I contributed something, right? you know. Um, But, yeah, that I feel like is more so us trying to, like, reinvent those traditions, you know, and trying to, like, have a more positive, you know, expectation on it, you know. We don't expect people to stay for the whole time where – In the past, that was very expected. Like, why are you leaving early? Like, this is the holiday. You know, we're supposed to be together the entire holiday. But now we start a little bit later and people can leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like, they have responsibilities. They want to go be with their family. Like, do that, you know? Right. So I do feel like in a lot of ways, like you're saying, like, in some ways, those older archaic traditions can make you think about, yeah, like, yeah, like you said, your immortality or your mortality, and, like, the ways in which that, like, you've, like, not wasted your life or, you know what I mean? The ways in which, like, oh, like, I'm not living up to the potential that folks expect of me. Like, let's leave all that at the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't have to get into everyone's life. Like, let's just have some fun, have some music good music or good, you know, good food, whatever, and, like, keep it pushing kind of thing. Right.
0: Yes, I do like that. I do like that a lot. Yeah. We don't necessarily – we haven't gotten there yet in my family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, So coping with a tradition's end. So when a tradition – when a tradition ends – salts which is the person they interviewed for this she says um or she she suggests that people give themselves permission and time to grieve try not to get bogged down by absolutes so rather than saying we will never have christmas dinner again which can be overwhelming take it one step or year at a time Mm. yeah yeah
1: yeah that's fair so
0: if you're the one deciding to end a tradition don't feel guilty
1: So I'm not feeling
0: bad about this talent show. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So taking care of your own emotional and mental health is important. If you feel burnt out and push yourself to continue a tradition, it can lead to resentment or outbursts. So rather than focusing on the tradition itself, look at the meaning behind it. The idea behind a tradition is about connection, but traditions can be confining and can become exhausting if you do them year after year. If the tra- yes. if the tradition no longer brings you joy, explain it to your friends and family, and let them know that you still want to connect with them, but in a new way.
1: Yeah, easier said than done. I was. I thought the exact <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Yeah, you try telling a group of boomers that you want to do something differently. Let me know how that goes, and give me tips because I right. have to do it. I
0: feel like an outlaw because I'm going to bring Brussels sprouts and glazed carrots to Christmas. I'm like, look out, black sheep's coming in. Like, that's what I'm saying. Those are yes. perfectly no, fine, exactly. normal side dishes, and I'm like,
1: Ooh. I'm scared. Too much color on the table. You know? Yeah. And it's not from the doilies. Right. Oh. (laughs) Have you been to my grandma's
0: house lately? You've been to my grandma's house, yeah. (laughs) So many doilies. I have
1: been to your grandma's house.
0: (laughs) Oh, You know exactly. That's
1: just a trope for grandma's house, but it also does truly apply in your
0: situation. (laughs) It truly does, yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, starting a new tradition. So the end of a tradition can also give people a chance to make a needed change. Letting go of old traditions doesn't have to be somber. It can provide an opportunity to clarify your family's values and create new traditions that are in better alignment with those values.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Period.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you gave us a great example with your cousins. I really like that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Less pressure. Like holidays when you're young are so different, and they're only different for folks that were able to be under like the like, the guys that, like, Christmas is, like, a happy time. For a lot of people, the holidays aren't actually a happy time. They're nervous about seeing their family. They don't have the means to provide for what people deem, uh, you know, an, a fun Christmas, right? Um And so I just think, like, as I get older, you know, I realize that, like, everyone doesn't look at the holidays the same, you know? Right. For some people, it's just, like, a breath. Like, it's just a, a few days off of work that they can just, like, breathe for a second, you know? And to, like, pile that time of the year on with, like, more responsibility, you know, to folks in your life, like, it's just, that's tough, you know? Like, I I sure don't want that, you know, but at the same time, like, how much can you change that, you know, how much can you, yeah, change in your life that is not, that won't be a negative impact on others, right? Because like it's saying, like, if you don't feel comfortable partaking in, (laughs) the talent show like if your whole family was really in on it and everyone was like no this is a great thing that we love to do and you were like but i don't feel comfortable in it how much can you really just be like well i'm gonna opt out but i still want to enjoy the company it's kind of like you're going to be pressured into still doing it you know right so take it with a grain of salt like easier said than done yeah
0: yeah very very true Well,
1: we're not ending on that note.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about weird forgotten Christmas tradition nobody does anymore. Traditions. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So number one is making real sugar plums. So
1: don't even know. Oh, candy? Is it candy? So
0: they weren't actually plums at all. So, in the poem from 1823, Twas the Night Before Christmas, the line, The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums dance in their heads. Was where this term came from. But, sugar plums, these were originally made with caraway seeds or cardamom pods. um, Some kind of spice that was then coated in sugar. Uh, So modern holiday recipes involve dried fruit or nuts and are actually, quote, not at all authentic, but just something that Alton Brown made up (laughs) from Food Network. (laughs) Um, In this case, the word plum comes from the non-fruit related usage, meaning desirable, such as the term a plum job.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just (laughs) like sweets.
0: Sweets. Yeah. 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 All right, so number two, which I'd never heard of this one, so you let me know if you have, is putting fruitcake under your pillow.
1: No, but I know about the fruitcake trope because it's usually disgusting. Well, (laughs) so placing
0: (laughs) fruitcake under your pillow actually has some pretty sweet origins. If you ate a piece of fruitcake, especially if it was from a wedding, and put the rest under your pillow at night – Legend said you dream of the person you will marry.
1: That's incredibly random. So, yeah,
0: right? So, uh, and then it goes on to say, this isn't the only antiquated Christmas tradition involving love. Christmas revelers in the 17th century would also do things like throw food at the wall to see if it's stuck, to see if what stuck spelled out the name of their lover.
1: They'd also, I mean, uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, we will look to the stars. Uh, we will true. look to dreams. We will look to anything to find out something that will save us from like singledom. You know it's what true. I mean? Like we'll do it all. I know. So throw food. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, throw the food. Uh, Figure out who you're going to make. You know? <laughs>
0: throw the food. Exactly. So <laughs> uh, they'd also toss shoes into trees. And if they hung there, the thrower would be married within a year. Today, English royalty continue to serve fruitcake at Christmas time gatherings as a nod to this tradition. So.
1: Yeah, but like fuck the royals.
0: I mean, Whatever. yeah. Fuck <laughs> fruitcake too. I'm not into it. I don't
1: <laughs> No. No. That's like the joke that, you know, you bring that to like the Christmas party that no one eats it, you know. Like right. You use it weird like gelatinous, a like- doorstop.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's got those weird fake cherries. You know what I'm talking um, about? Yeah, yeah those yeah. are weird. Okay, yeah. um, those are sugar plums. Those are <laughs> 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 so the next one, number three, is celebrating the feast of the donkey. So in 12th century France, a donkey would lead a procession through the center of town to the local church where a service was in session. The donkey would remain next to the church's altar for the duration of the service, and congregants would mimic its bray in a call and response with the priest. This tradition...
1: Is this... What? Well, because, like, are these Christmas holidays or just holiday traditions?
0: These are... I mean, the article was 15 Weird Forgotten Christmas Traditions.
1: yeah because like christmas is like a pagan holiday right Mm, i mean to
0: some i think we do get into that a little bit in one of these we'll see but i mean some people say like jesus's birthday but i think you're right i think it does have some pagan origins as well in regards to the way it's celebrated but we'll get through some of these and i think that it'll kind of clarify um So this tradition known as the Feast of the Donkey was accompanied by a raucous or by raucous parties that usually got out of hand. The celebration became such a problem that many towns eventually banned it. So (laughs) Feast of the Donkey.
1: Yeah, it's a rowdy time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Could you just imagine people like sitting in a church like. Doing like a donkey, what I don't I I can't even think of what a donkey sounds like. Yeah. But they're just like he
1: haw yeah. <laughs> just hee hawing like. <laughs> I mean honestly, yes. I've seen people do weird shit. That's so like that's true. That's that true. That's true. You've been me. on the internet. Yeah. We talked yeah. about that earlier. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, okay. I'm sure there's a whole Reddit thread about all of this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's on Pornhub. There's just a whole section, yeah. <laughs> feast the don- Please don't search that. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, donkey feasts <laughs> <porn laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number four is electing a child to run the church. So, derived from the influence of Roman Saturnalia celebrations, social inversion was a popular Christmas time practice centuries ago. This would typically involve the election of a, quote, boy bishop or child to run the church in lieu of a minister during the Feast of St. Nicholas on December 6th. In the most I- extreme examples, you'd wind up with some three-year-old running around leading the whole thing.
1: Okay, this is wild, but this is in the second book of the series that I'm oh, reading. Oh, really? Yeah, they're celebrating Saturnalia. It's like in the 16th century, uh-huh. and they're celebrating it. But what they do is like, like basically, like the servants are like become like the the. Um, the ruling class for the day, oh. or whatever. Like they become, yeah. And so, like they switch places and they let, yeah. Like there's like a young character in the book, this little boy who like becomes like the, the, whatever the fuck, the not king, but like he becomes like the leader. The yeah, the okay, leader, yeah. Oh, interesting. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. This is exactly what I just read. <laughs> oh, that's funny. How far along
0: are you in that book? Are you almost done? No,
1: I'm about midway. Yeah. Okay. But I will be finishing it soon. Yeah, because I really want to get to the third Mm, one. Okay. And it was just recommended to me on, like, Amazon Prime. And I was like, fuck, now I have, like, pictures of, like, characters in my head, which I hate. Oh, yeah. So, Mm. I kind of forgot what they looked like. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: All right. This one's pretty funny. So, number six is hiding string beans in your Christmas cake. Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) So, many games and Christmas celebrations were once held on Twelfth Night, and one of those traditions was to bake a cake and hide something in it, like a string bean or a coin, which is similar to the modern tradition of finding a bean or figurine in a king cake served uh, during Mardi Gras. So, whoever found the item in their slice of cake on Twelfth Night would lead the evening's festivities.
1: Yes. Yeah, I did know that. Okay, so
0: the next one is appointing a lord of misrule. So under the tradition of the lord of misrule, which was popular in medieval courts, a jester or clown would become mayor of the city for the Christmas season, suggesting all sorts of funny things that everyone would have to do. Depending on the village's ruling structure, this was also something known as the abbot of
1: unreason. Uh, this ch- oh, what? this is like a combination. Okay, I might be getting it wrong. This is like also something that they're talking about because the, like the Lord character in this book, he becomes like the jester. Oh. He becomes the jester. And so he like has to like do whatever like this kid says. And so he's kind of like playing with him like, oh, you have to do right. this. You have to wear this. Like you have to sing. You have to dance, you know. Um, And they do mention the Lord of Misrule. Oh. Huh.
0: Good timing for this episode in your your book. (laughs) I know. So this tradition was meant to provide entertainment through the entire Christmas season. Eventually, the raucous celebration was banned in 1541 by Henry VIII and banned again by Elizabeth I after a brief resurrection by her predecessor. I'm into this one. So number 10 is telling scary ghost stories. (laughs) So, in the song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of Year, you hear the line, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories, and you may wonder why there would be g- scary ghost stories on Christmas. In addition, you might be curious as to why A Christmas Carol, one of the most famous Christmas stories, is a ghost story. So, mm-hmm. the Victorians who help cement many of the modern American ideas of Christmas love scary stories. In fact, A Christmas Carol was far from the only Christmas-themed ghost story Charles Dickinson wrote. Yes, Christmas was once more spooky and scary rather than warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. I would, I would <laughs> do that over the talent show. The
1: talent
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of connected to that one, number 11 is Celebrating the Supernatural. So, it wasn't just ghost stories that once made Christmas the most eerie time of year. There used to be a huge supernatural component to Christmas. For example, in some parts of Europe, it was believed that supernatural activity was at a high on Christmas Eve, sort of like, um, or sort of compared to Day of the Dead. Additionally, in Germany and Poland, if a child was born on Christmas Eve, they were considered more likely to be a werewolf.
1: Mm. I mean, yeah, like Christians believe that like a virgin had a baby. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know how much more supernatural it gets than that, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to say some of those traditions live on. I'm <laughs> just going <laughs> to. Like, we can't forget the obvious. Like, come on. That's like, true. Come on. Mary, girl, just give it up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my god you know (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was great snaps to you that was hilarious (laughs) I thought I was gonna get you with the werewolf and then you came back with that oh
1: (laughs) a werewolf is not as (laughs) pregnant as a virgin getting pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and like to the bit you know like she commit like no i i'm not joking <laughs> like <laughs> true. <laughs> oh my god that's so good
0: <laughs> um okay we have just a couple more let's get through these so number 12 is thinking of santa claus as a gnome so in 1938 coca-cola and the artist Haddon sundblum decided to depict Santa as a six-foot, full-grown human grandfather. Due to their massive marketing budget, Coke's version of Santa Claus spread far and wide and soon became the standard image of Santa throughout the U.S. and much of Europe.
1: But Standard white image.
0: That's a good point. Before that, however, (laughs) descriptions of Santa were, quote, all over the map. This included variations of Santa as an elf and a gnome, And much of the time, he wasn't depicted as fully human at all.
1: Yeah, that makes way more sense than just some old dude that, like, wants to give presents. That's weird. (laughs) I'd rather him be a gnome.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's a very good (laughs) perspective.
1: Like, how does that not freak out kids that, like, some old dude is just going to come in their house, like, uninvited, eat food, and then, like, leave them gifts because he's been watching them all year? Like, why are these things we tell kids? That's a good point. That's incredibly creepy. That's like the opposite of don't talk to strangers. No, don't talk to him, but let him in your house once a year. And let them watch you all year. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's watching you. That's, this is some great perspective. He sees you when you're sleeping. That's horrifying. That's a really. <laughs> I'm going to tie all this back now to like these ghost stories and like things like scary. I'm like, yeah. Christmas is terrifying. the whole tradition this is we're vetoing the whole thing wrap it up I mean just another day
1: (laughs) so we should have told Mary (laughs) (laughs) oh that's that's too good (laughs) I am, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um,
0: okay, number 13 is worrying about Santa's gruff helpers. So prior to modern adoption of reindeer and elves in Saint Nick mythology, Santa's helpers were a little more sinister. Instead, he would have these quote gruff characters that walk around or that walk around with him and dole out punishment. This includes the menacing Krampus, a horned goat demon who punishes naughty children, and whose presence on Christmas is still recognized in Austria, Hungary, Slovenia, and Slovakia.
1: Yeah, isn't that like where the uh, the episode of The Office comes from, where oh. Dwight dresses up as what's the name um. of it? Uh, it's not Krampus. It's um, oh, Belshazzar. Oh yeah, <laughs> Belshazzar. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. so it's, like, to scare the kids, but also to, like, you know, have something that, and again, it's so funny because the reason why that character isn't liked is, one, because he's, yeah, super scruffy, like, weird, Mm -hmm. but also he's not just doling out, like, different gifts, right? He's, like, giving out, like, sticks for, like, building a fire (laughs) or, like, you know, like, things that are, like, useful, but it's, like, that's not fun. Right. yeah, you can't put that, like, on a Coke (laughs) ad,
0: so. Uh, And the last one is foregoing the tree. So, the Christmas tree was a regional German tradition, and for many centuries, you would have been hard-pressed to find people celebrating around a tree outside of Germany. Decorating Christmas trees only became popular internationally after Prince Albert and Queen Victoria were sketched standing next to one at Windsor Palace in 1848. Um... Yeah, so then soon after, the British, Americans, and other Europeans began doing the same.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I know, I always think about that, like, like as I got older, I started to think about, like, what, what traditions that we do here in America look super odd to mm, folks yeah. coming, you know, from, like, other countries, like, oh, you, like, buy a $70 tree every year and put things on it. That's that's an interesting way to, you know, celebrate. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, like, lights. I love, like, going, you know, like, driving right. around and looking at Christmas lights. Like, I love that. I think that's so fun. Um, and I do like Christmas tree. There's something about it that feels homey. I love the smell. Yes. I really do. But it is kind of, like, one of those traditions that, you know, as kids, it's, like, fun. As teenagers, you're the one that has to set it up. So it kind of starts to yeah. suck. And by the time you're an adult, you're like, do I need a tree at my house, though? You know, exactly. Like- <laughs> Only one year
0: did we get a tree, a real tree. And that thing mm-hmm. sat in our house until, like, the end of February. It was a <laughs> bitch to get out. It, like, left pine needles everywhere. It yeah, was exactly. It was not good. It's not good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our dogs didn't love the tree. They were very skeptical of it. Um and every time we would go to like move it, they would freak out because they were like, "This is a very large object mm. that is never in the house." Otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were like, "We can, we can put a hold on that." So yeah, I'm thinking about getting like a little decorative one for like an end table. Okay, that's yeah, yes, that's but... totally manageable.
0: My my right. grandma has like a six foot. Seven, I don't know how tall. It's huge. We have to get a ladder yeah. to like get to the top of it. <laughs> <sighs> it's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big treat. <laughs> yeah,
1: outdated tradition. Oh,
0: Out, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. That's it. That was Thanks. just some some fun, outdated traditions, forgotten traditions. Yes.
1: Okay. So okay, if you had the choice, what is one tradition that you would? just get rid of like ixnay on whatever or what would you replace it with like if you could so think about it yeah like any of your traditions that you do you know family or otherwise something it could be just like a you know societal tradition that we do um what would you get rid of and what would you replace it with
0: Mm. presents are really big in my family which i'm not complaining about but like I think we put more emphasis on it than like the spending time together. Yeah. Like, I wish we were yeah. more focused on just like playing games and hanging out, you mm-hmm. know? Especially because not all yes. my family lives nearby. Like, there are people that have to mm-hmm. travel really far. So, when we are all together, I think that yeah. would be nice. How about you?
1: I agree. Yeah, I agree. If you didn't choose that one, I would have chosen mm-hmm. that one, yeah. Because gift-giving, I just feel like, yeah, especially as an adult, I don't like how forced it feels, yeah. you know? I don't want to be forced to try and find something that means something special enough to get you, you yeah. know? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for a good pair of socks, but, like, how many socks can we really go around, you know? <laughs> like, um, but if we did replace that, I would say – Or no, something that I would get rid of is um, hanging out on the day of, like, Christmas and Christmas Eve. I would replace that with, like, you know, doing it a week before, even with family, you know? Like, the way that, like, Friendsgiving has become, like, a thing that happens, like, in the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, right? Like, I would replace that so that you actually have some days to just relax, like – As much as it sounds like it might be relaxing for some folks to be around family, that's not always the most relaxing time. The most relaxing time is usually when I go home, can take off the ugly sweater. (laughs) I was going to say fugly sweater. (laughs) Take off the fugly sweater. You know, like I would like to replace the holidays with happening on the holiday days. I wish those days were actually taken as a holiday, like how they use the word holiday in other countries, right? Where holiday just means Rest, relaxation, like doing things that you want to do. So I would replace actually hanging out on the holiday day to moving it to like the week before and then enjoying those days actually at home with whether your immediate family, whoever you live with, or you know, whoever of your choosing just to relax. Yeah. Even if that's alone, you know?
0: Absolutely. So, you should get Yeah. You should get extra days off from work, aside from the holiday. Yes. Because yes. I can't speak for everyone, but I would assume that most people would agree that <laughs> having a little extra time for some like mental relaxation, like you're talking about, is much needed. Yes.
1: Yes. Outside of sick days, you know, yes. which other things aside, I mean, we just need more time off in general. Yeah. Like I just, it still blows my mind that I went to Germany and they get six weeks off a year. Yes. By law, six weeks yep. off. That's not including sick time. That's just what their vacation is. Right. That's so, right, exactly. So, I agree. And I don't think there's one person out there that wouldn't. Um, and, yeah, that's that's an outdated tradition of this fucking country. So, get it together, America. Get-
0: <laughs> and that's where we'll leave you. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. We hope you have a great holiday season, whatever looks that looks like for you. And Mm -hmm. we will see you next week. Yes.
1: Have a great one. Bye-bye.